Welcome back to Focus. I'm Ron Cisco, And today, I think I'd like to talk about living deliberately. Kind of like saying deliberately. Deliberately. It's kind of strange right now. Um, we've made some pretty big changes. And, uh, and I don't know how to announce those kinds of things. But right now, I'm recording this on my wife's desk. In an RV sitting on the side of the Badlands in South Dakota. This has been kind of our dream. We've been working on this for three years, and, um, and it's a big change for everything, which is part of the reason that I'm both late with a podcast and, uh, and changing the release date for the podcast. So from now on, we'll be going from Fridays to Saturdays. Saturday morning seems fine. I'm, I'm sure we'll all be fine. But one of the things that has kind of come up with all of the changes here. Um, number one, I've had to add a compressor to um, recording, which is why there might be some weird background noise and some other cutouts, and, and it's weird. But number two, um, we, we have to change everything about the way we live. It's so different. And I don't mean just living in an RV is different. I mean... Everything, every consideration is different. When I talk about living deliberately, I'm talking about making sure that everything you do is done on purpose. And I think it's an interesting lesson to kind of take away from it because so much of what we do now, so much of what we used to do is automatic. I, uh, I had the habit of going to the refrigerator and, and drinking from my water filter. I loved my Brita, Brita water filter. It didn't have to be Brita. I've had a few other water filters. They were all great. But having, having a gallon of water on hand to constantly drink. And um, we have, a, we have a, uh, a clean water tank that you probably shouldn't be drinking from. It just seems like a bad idea. This RV is almost 20 years old. And who knows what it has seen. And how long some of the water has been sitting there. So we buy filtered water. And we can probably filter water, but we don't have a place to store it because no, no water filter is really designed to be traveled around with in an RV. There's other changes too. We don't have anything plugged in that doesn't need to be plugged in. Which is, not, you know, I guess it's not different for a lot of people. There are some people out there who live a life of conservation who are, are very conservative about how they use power. They don't they have power strips that they turn off whenever they're not using a television. But we had uh, a television and a, a receiver and a whole bunch of consoles hooked up and just constantly running, wasting power. And it's something that you take for granted because it's, those are the conveniences you want from modern life. You want to be able to just turn something on without having to reach behind a television or have the unsightly monster power rack-mounted power supply sitting in front of everyone to see. You want invisible cables and, and just to push a button on your Logitech Harmony remote and have everything come to life. And we've given that up. We don't even have a television right now, in fact. In fact, we, we can't leave our cell phone chargers plugged in because that takes power. Right now, in the background, you can hear the fans running because it's 85 degrees inside this RV. I'm dripping sweat because every little bit of heat causes me to, to just overheat. I'm a, I'm a perfect, I'm a person radiator. 
And, um, and those changes are so minute and so necessary for what we do now. In order to save gasoline so that we're not constantly running back and forth to uh, uh, a gas station, because we, we intend on being in certain campsites for up to two weeks, we build a solar array. I have uh, four 160-watt solar panels attached to one solar power generator. And that solar power generator has another 100, um, probably 240 watts of, or excuse me, amp hours of, of uh, battery attached to it on, on top of 100 watts, uh, 100 amp hours of battery built in. Excuse me. And all of that leads to about 4,200 watts of power, which means at any time, using too much power could, could end whatever we're doing for that day. And that's strange. We have a separate solar generator, which will have its own solar power panel, specifically for our internet connection. And then everything else in our lives is run on batteries. And on the, in the event that it gets too hot, we run the generator. And that's such a change from me running AC every day for the last 60 days. That's such a change from being comfortable all the time. We have to measure our discomfort and determine whether or not it's time to, to make a change. Or should you sit outside and get eaten alive by mosquitoes? It's a decision you have to make. Now, I'm not telling you that because I want you to make, uh, I want to make it seem like I'm miserable doing this. I'm actually having quite a bit of fun. We're brand new at this. We've done it for about a week now. Um, our first stop in Sioux Falls was more glamping than actual camping right now. We we're kind of putting everything to the test. But as we got on the road, we were still not done with all of the things we wanted to do. But here we are. I'm sitting in my RV with our batteries mostly charged. I have three cats sleeping next to me here. Kojians, in fact, sitting right next to me on the desk, sleeping. And the uh, fans are running because we can't run AC off of the uh, solar array. There's not enough power. And I have uh, a light on. And my, my, my little broadcast desk is on powering my microphone, powering the laptop that I'm currently recording this on. And that's what makes me think... How often do we do that in our own, li our, our own lives? There are certain things where we, we take for granted their existence. The cell phone chargers, the air conditioner, the water in the fridge. But how often do we do that in our relationships? Do we just assume that someone's there? Put, put uh, relationships into standby. Friendships. I did that with my own best friend. We, we've done that for years. We see each other every few years, sometimes every few months, but mostly every few years. And she and I get together, and, and, and it's like nothing had gone wrong. No, no time had passed. We're just like kids again. But to watch that time pass is, is almost kind of sad. 
That's our default state. I wrote about it in a blog post today for, for our travel. We, we have two different types of friendships. The friendship where you wish you had more time. And the friendship that you look back on fondly. And I think over time, the friendship where you wish you had more time becomes the one that you look back on fondly. We had a, a, a great party at the end of our, our um, time in Minnesota. We invited a bunch of friends together to, to get together. And we played rock band and board games. and We saw people we hadn't seen in, in, in quite a bit of time. Some could make it, some couldn't. Um, a previous relationship, someone from a previous relationship came there and, uh, and we, we caught up and it had been a couple of years. We, we hadn't really had a real conversation in a couple of years and it was really nice to catch up because after, after time, all of the bad things kind of fall away and just the good things exist. So it's not to say that living deliberately is a necessity in every aspect of your life. Sometimes putting things on cruise control makes sense. I think that if we'd constantly been in contact for all those all that time, maybe that never would have gone away. Maybe things would have been more complicated. Instead, it was just warm and friendly, and we wished each other well for our futures. It was great. But what about all the other things going on in your life? I never really thought about it. That's, it's, it's got me thinking about it now. Now that we've moved on. Now that nothing in our life is certain. And that, that seems so dramatic, but it's true. We, we, we've foregone the standard life, the, the nine to five, the constant apartment, house, condo. We don't even have a car, actually. On top of the motorhome, I have a motorcycle. And that's how we get around. And that's so deliberate. I've, I've deliberately driven a motorcycle for the last few months to make sure I would have enough miles to be safe on the road, to, to know that I would be prepared to encounter the things that I needed to encounter, that I wouldn't avoid those experiences, so that when the time came, I could, I could react to them. I'm not saying that that was difficult. I love riding a motorcycle. But it was also so much less convenient. I uh, ride with a helmet. And I don't know why anybody doesn't ride with a helmet because actually it's so much more comfortable, especially when it starts to rain or when it's windy or when a truck in front of you kicks up a rock. Or if you get hit in the face with a bee. I've been hit in the neck with a bee. That was, that was terrible. A bee hit me in the neck, I think is a better way of saying that. I also, more often than not, wear a jacket with armor. I always wear gloves. I'm usually wearing a pair of pants with built-in armor. I wear boots. And before this life with a motorcycle, going somewhere was as simple as getting in my car, putting on a pair of shoes and getting in my car. I was already dressed because I'm not the kind of person who walks around their house naked or mostly naked. I just put on a pair of shoes and I got in my car. But now, every time I want to go somewhere, 
I have to think about what I'm wearing and whether or not it's compatible with my goals. Will I skip the pant armor sometimes? Yes. It's not great. I know that cat all the gear all the time, but let's be real. Do I sometimes skip the jacket? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I know I'm going to be waiting in traffic a lot, I'll probably skip the jacket, which is the anti, the antithesis of what, what you want to do. But it's punishing sometimes to be in the jackets. I have two of them, actually. Um, will I skip the helmet? I did once because I wanted to know why people rode without helmets, and now that I've ridden without a helmet, I, I can say I know why they don't, because it's, it's not cool, it's not comfortable, but... Um, that, wow, being able to protect yourself from the elements on, on your face especially, it's a very sensitive piece of your body. Uh, it's just incredible. Not to mention the benefits of not dying as immediately if you're going to die, I guess. It's, it's safer to ride with a helmet, but it's also more convenient. And gloves. I mean, even if I have everything else on and I'm, I'm ready to sit down on a motorcycle, it still takes me 30 to 40 seconds to put on a pair of gloves. Part of that is because my hands are gigantic, and, and the gloves just don't fit. There are no gloves that fit. I, I wear three XL gloves, and they barely fit. And there's a little ritual for putting all those things on. And it's not as simple as hopping into a car. It took me ten seconds to open the door, hop in, and start up the car. And what was ten seconds is now a ten to fifteen minute process. And I know that seems like an exaggeration, but like it's, it's so deliberate. We have to make sure we're doing what we're doing. If I know I'm going out, like tomorrow, we know we're going somewhere, we don't know where we're going. But we know we're going to be taking the motorcycle. So I know I will wake up, and the, the gear I will wear will be compatible with motorcycle. With riding a motorcycle. And that's so deliberate. We do that sometimes, on special occasions, we do that. We make sure we're wearing the correct clothing for an interview or to see our parents, right? Forego the shirt that has the big F word on it. Or if you're going to a concert, you're going to wear the clothing that fits your motif. You're going to go out, I don't know, to the bar. You're going to wear clothing appropriate to what you're going to be doing. You're just hanging out with friends, so you're going to dress super casual, but are you there also maybe hoping to meet somebody, take somebody home? You're, going to, you're probably going to put on some, something a little bit nicer. Those are deliberate. Those are special events. And now my life is crowded with uh, those considerations. It's something to take for granted to be, be in, in cruise control for your life. I bring that up kind of ironically because uh, we have cruise control on the RV, but it doesn't work. We have, um, we have, we like patterns. People like patterns. People like what's comfortable. People like to make the same choices. We like to eat the same things at restaurants. And I try not to. But I know I do it. I eat what's comfortable. But if we start being more aware of the decisions we're making, will we make different decisions? Will we make healthier choices? I can't tell you how many times I found myself at the kitchen cabinet staring at candy because I kept buying candy. I still buy candy. But I always had it on hand. And it led to a little bit of a gut. I, I mean, most of my other food choices have been relatively healthy, but I love candy. Now I don't have the space for candy. Sure, I'll get a candy bar or something when we're driving. But 
It's right now. At night. 70 degrees outside. 85 in this RV. My candy would melt. Can't have candy. I have to be deliberate about those decisions. I just had a cat rear up right here and yawn. You can hear her uh, scratching her collar. I'm leaving that in there for fun. I, I just, I guess I find myself looking back at those things and, and kind of wondering if I had been more deliberate, where, where would I be now? If I had made sure that the choices I made were the right choices or at least interesting choices, how much more could I account for? Usually I, I kind of pro, a propose a, a, a thought here. I don't like to tell you what to do. This has never been about me running your life. This is um, just, just to think. Mindfulness, I think, was the way I described it when, when somebody asked me what my podcast was about. Everybody's got a podcast. But I just wanted people to pay attention to the things that they were living through, the decisions they were making, the questions they were asking. And at the center of all this, I never really asked that question. Is what I'm doing deliberate? Am I aware of the decisions I'm making? Or am I just letting life pass me by? It's never really struck me. Just outright. I left my job at the end of May and it's, it's not, it's not fair to say that my job was terrible. I worked with great people. So, so interesting people, so many, so many interesting people. I work with, I worked with, you know, a wonderful woman who was doing her best to raise a family and keep her house together. I worked with uh, a couple of younger guys who just wanted to explore what their lives would be like to have more, to be connected to, to something. I worked with um, a, a fellow who decided that just having a job wasn't enough and he was building himself an empire. Not just one business. I worked with a great boss who afforded me every opportunity that I asked for and a couple that I didn't. And, and, uh, and I worked with another, uh, I guess you'd call him the vice president of IT, but he was such an interesting guy who always had such an interesting perspective. And it gave me so much to think about when I think about mindfulness and making decisions deliberately, I think about so much that I had taken away from him because it was never enough to just make a decision. You always had to think about what the implications of that decision were. And I can't thank him enough for that. But I also did work with a lot of people who were there just to put themselves in cruise control. I, I like to think of myself as an agent of change. I like change. And that's not to say that I like change so much because I think 
It makes everyone uncomfortable, including me. But what I can say about change is that doing the same thing over and over again doesn't lead to improvement. And so making mistakes with change to me is preferable to just allowing everything to stagnate. In that way, I've always been deliberate. I've always asked, why do we do this? I've always found a reason to do that in my professional life. And now that I'm forced to do that in almost every aspect of my life, I kind of have to wonder, why haven't I done this before? Focus, 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 focus. My stupid compressor is like, it's giving me like just a, on F words, focus. Yeah, it cuts the, the top of the F off. Focus is a Patreon supported podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a week and a half. No, I'm, I'm late by a week, a week and a day uh, since my last episode. And it's because we've been doing all of this. And I'm not saying that that's a negative thing, but it definitely kind of knew our time. Uh, I was able to cut an episode the week before, but simply put, I couldn't do it last week. And, uh, and this week, I'm, a, I'm, wa- I'm late by a day as well. Um, but because of that, we're changing the schedule. It's hard to make this happen during the week. And from now on, I'll be recording outside. Today is kind of a, um, a one-off thing, I think. Or maybe I'll record it. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to play it by ear. I don't want to make any commitments there. I would pref- prefer to cl- um, record it outside. Because I think having continuity is, is bad, I guess. That's, that's why I would do anything like that ever again. But I, I also think that um, kind of being part of that experience is what I want to bring to you. I'm going to record with a different microphone. Right now I'm recording with a condenser. I'm sorry, uh, a dynamic microphone. And, um, and that cuts out a lot of the noise. I'm also using a, uh, a compressor. But, uh, but that... That is because I'm standing right now underneath a vent, hoping to get just a little bit cooler. I'm, I'm dying. I'm sweating to death. Uh, that said, because of those changes, I know everything gets kind of shook up. So I just want to thank you for continuing to listen. No, I haven't given up on this. I know it's been a week and a day, but, um, but I, I, I do have a second makeup episode to, uh, to make as well. That, that will be releasing on Sunday just to, uh, just to make sure that we have something out there. Um, but, I, but I will be here next Saturday with another episode. I want to talk about a couple of other experiences that we had, but then kind of relate that back because I think, I think there's so much to be learned here now that I have so much time to think about all of the decisions I'm making and all of the things that I think. And, and it sounds really self-centered, but, but I like to think that we're not too far apart, you and I. And just because I thought about something doesn't mean you don't think about something. And maybe if just for one second we can go back to that thought and not just put it away, we can have an interesting conversation. That said, we're Patreon-supported, and I want to thank everybody who's been supportive on, uh, on Patreon. I wanted to thank Anastasia Beaverhausen for her continued support, Vigilante, The White Prince, Enrique Ramos. Thank you so much for, for that. I mean, and, and I keep saying, you guys keep the lights on, but, but seriously, thanks to you, 
I get to make sure that this continues on. I, uh, like I said, I don't work a traditional job anymore, so this is technically my job, along with all of the other things that I do on the media side. So it's, you know, important for me to have the baseline. And what this podcast to me does is give me a chance to reach out. It's not about making money. So just the fact that we can keep the website going, thanks to you, means the world to me. Thank you. I've noticed that, um, that as time goes on, people change expressions. And, uh, and I think one of the things that, that I would like to kind of bring on just as a, an idea, as part of the branding, but also because of the people I know. I look back on, on the friends that we left behind. And I think about um, what, what, um, what mantra I might take away from them. Because it's really about them when I think about it. Your experiences are, are your experiences. You're, you're like a, a walking camera. And if you give us the chance we can look through your lens and we can we can we can see what you see and so i want to thank my friends and my family and the people who have inspired that including all the people i've worked with before for giving me the opportunity to kind of see through other lenses i want to i want to i want to uh, say that they they have inspired a lot. So the new, the new mantra, the new hashtag is grammatically incorrect, but live extraordinary. And I don't mean that to mean like live extraordinarily because I think we would all do that. But I mean the idea of extraordinary. Live that. Uh, so many of my friends are cosplayers or people who are changing their lives because they're no longer satisfied with their careers. Or I know nurses who've been doing it for 15 years. And, uh, and I look back on those, those uh, experiences. And, and each and every one of us, we all have a story to tell. And I think the difference between someone who, who lives an incredible life and someone who lives what might be considered a boring life is all based on who's telling that story. So, live extraordinary. I'll see you when the plot requires it, hopefully tomorrow. Until next time, be excellent to each other.